I want to welcome everybody. I am so excited today. Uh, we have Holly Haig that um, I have the pleasure of interviewing. And Holly is a mother of three, been married for 14 years, but I've known Holly for the last couple of years and I watched her reverse multiple sclerosis within herself. The smile on her face when she just had started the podcast today, everything that we talked about, such a beacon of light and such a blessing in my life. And I just really want you guys to get to know Holly. Um, absolutely wonderful. Holly, welcome so welcome so much to the show. I'm so glad Thank you're here. You. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You are awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Holly. Um, like sure. when you began and all, you know, just all of it. I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I am the third generation of multiple sclerosis. So my great grandmother was first diagnosed and then later diagnosed with lupus. Mm. And then it skipped my grandmother. Although I don't think it did. I just don't think she was diagnosed. So um, then my mother, she got diagnosed when I was three years old. It was, um, you know, a really chilling phone call. I was there for it. Um, my mother thought she was dying. So it was um, very traumatic for me at, in that moment. Uh, she went to a place called Meadowlark in um, California uh, and did more of a holistic approach because that's really all that existed in the early eighties. Mm -hmm. So, um, and she ran into Dolly Parton there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun little, a fun little uh, story. But, um, I, I watched my mother change her life. So she, um, she lost weight. She started to get better. She, wasn't really holistic herself, even though she was taking a holistic approach to healing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I witnessed that, but it wasn't really ingrained in me because she didn't really live it. Um, as confusing as that is. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she, she did the things that, um, you would do to get better holistically, but it, it wasn't something she studied, believed in, lived by shared. Um, so when I got diagnosed, I, um, I had been struggling. I, I started noticing symptoms, um, noticeable symptoms when I was 19. Okay. And, uh, it started with blood sugar issues. And, and really, if you go back, mm -hmm. I started like when I was seven, I had heartburn, indigestion, acid reflux. So mm -hmm. you could go even further back, but it was just dismissed. You know, there was right. nobody, nobody looks at that and goes, Oh, she's got something wrong with her. Yeah. So then, um, I got pregnant when I was 23 and I, I had issues with all of my pregnancies. I, mm. um, it's called hyperemesis gravidorum. So you're just an extreme, um, nauseous vomiting like you just mm. it's an extreme morning sickness that doesn't go away and um my body started to deteriorate um even prior to that like I just I wasn't I was a um, high performance athlete I played soccer and softball mm -hmm. 
my body wasn't recovering. So I quit um, when I was what, 17. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then with the pregnancies, I, I just, my body didn't recover. In fact, it, it, I felt like something broke in it. Um, I was never overweight. I started gaining weight. Uh, I couldn't control the weight. Um, it, it took me a year of probably training like you did, Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably training like you did, but I, I didn't do it for a purpose. It was just to lose weight. So I was hiking twice a day. I was running, biking, swimming, you know, I was, and that's right. what it took. And, and the doctors just had nothing for me. Um, I kept checking my thyroid. It was normal. I, you know, so then, um, I get pregnant again. I get pregnant again. Um, I've actually been pregnant five times, even though I only have three children. So it was just a real struggle. And then um, I had a traumatic event, which they say um, trauma typically will push you into um, a relapse or, um, you know, a nervous system, right? Right. And that's when things started to go wrong. So my like really wrong. So I, I woke up one day, I had a lump in my left breast. We went and got it checked out. They said it was fine. It didn't feel fine. It hurt really bad. Yeah. It's very noticeable. It didn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, six months later, I'm bit by a tick. A month later, my face goes numb. Half of my face goes numb. Wow. I'm having trouble walking. My, my right knee, which I, um, had arthritis and later mm-hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, um, it was like bending the wrong way. So oh, it, it was really hard to walk. I bought a cane because we have stairs in our house. So it was mostly for the house. Cause I, I guess I wasn't being honest with myself <laughs> So that, you let know, let me I ask you a question. So at this time, you were, you know, definitely an athlete. You are pushing hard. You are stressing your body to lose weight, to just do whatever you could to regain in this. And then all of a sudden, you notice, like you had said, something broke inside. And you felt, did you feel that inside? I did. And it was very confusing because... I didn't realize it at the time, but it was mm-hmm. so layered. So I, I came from, um, a household of abuse with my father. Okay. And so there was, there was this emotional component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my family has generations on both sides of abuse. So this was okay. passed down. There's yeah. all these things that were passed down. Um, I found we had, uh, gene mutations. So, especially the MTHFR and the APOE4. So one is responsible for Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. The other one is your methylation. So Mm -hmm. I, I can't um, get rid of toxins easily without assistance, without knowing what to eat, without taking the wrong type, um, taking folate instead of folic acid, which is poison. Yeah. (laughs) so, um, and, and then all of our grains are enriched with folic acid. So mm-hmm. any grain I'm eating, I'm poisoning my body. 
and um I didn't know any of that at the time 17 at the time you're in high school you're yeah you're like this thriving athlete that is doing all this stuff and then that and I don't mean to regress you back uh, to where it was but you know at some point did you think that your mother went through some emotional trauma as well prior to her diagnosis yes um and uh, with her story she was she was just stuck she's stuck um where you where you create a false reality where you you don't you don't um actually deal with the pain you don't deal with the shame Mm -hmm. the guilt yeah um there there was no processing of it so each day was like a new sunny day and she was gonna she she was gonna paint the world you know whatever color she thought it was and you can't do that with trauma. You can't ignore it because it's like a ghost. It haunts you until yeah. you deal with it. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it, and it deteriorates your body. So in, you know, in passing that gene forward, what you're talking about is even emotional at some level epigenetically. Oh, is in those lines, epigenetically, we are going to pass that gene forward and, you know, if you've studied Dr. Bruce Lipton, all of those individuals that, you know, they're basically seeing that a gene mutation basically propagates it, especially one when trauma is involved. Yeah. You look at that. So then, okay, so, so you fast forward a little bit, you're at this point, you are starting to realize that your body is not responding, the toxins are coming in, you are not processing the toxins out. And so then what happens in your journey? So, um, I, I, when I first was diagnosed, I allowed myself a good week. Like I allowed myself to be angry, sad, frantic, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I panicked, Yeah. but I realized, I mean, really it was one question I asked myself, I, I'm like, what have I done with my life? That's what I asked myself. And I hadn't done anything that I had wanted to complete other than having my family and my children. Um, and it, I wanted to pass something down to them to make them proud to, um, to leave a legacy and, and where I live, there's lots and lots of tombstones you just drive by and there's a graveyard there's a graveyard to your left there's a graveyard at the church (laughs) you're just reminded all the time of this circle of life yeah (laughs) it's in your face so I saw myself in that grave with nobody but my my children and my husband there and I and not that I need a big crowd but Mm. I didn't want to leave the world not impacting it in a positive way. So Mm. I I wanted to leave a footprint. I wanted to help. I wanted to be Mm. part of society. And I just, my, my, the depression that I had 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 kept Mm. me away and isolated from the world and, Mm. and, and from being, um, part, part of, of interacting of, of humanity. So, um, really that in my children is what drove me. And my friend gave me a book, the, um, plant paradox by Dr. Mm-hmm. Stephen Gundry mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I started a diet and my husband and my children, they did it with me. They're like, well, if that's what you're going to do, that's we'll do it with you, mom. What an incredible Um, family. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't even get into the whole neurologist drug thing, but that, I mean, that they, they push that, um, really aggressively towards me. Um, but I, I said, no, I said, no. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and what I did do made me worse so that the two MRIs that I got, I got one on the spine and one of the brain, both. Mm -hmm. I had lesions on both my brain and my spine. Um, and I did a three day, um, steroid and those two, that combo, Mm -hmm. I, I was sick for probably four months. I had a migraine that didn't go away. It, um, made my jaw swell to the point. I couldn't floss my teeth. Okay. So I knew, I knew instinctively right there, something Mm -hmm. wasn't right with that. Yeah. So I, I said, not for me. And, um, within three weeks of changing my diet, my face woke up. So I started to get better rapidly. (laughs) So like when you change your diet, you started to get more nutrients inside your body, but you were also, you talked about this folate versus folic acid. Yeah, You're starting to then craft, but you're at this point, are you following basically the basis of how you are feeling every day? I am. And, um, as once the brain fog started to lift, mm-hmm. as I start, I started researching and researching, I thought, you know what? They have to know, they have to know now what causes mm-hmm. MS. They have enough bodies donated to science. They have oh, yes. to know. And, um, I was going to find it myself. I said, I will educate myself. Mm-hmm. What is a neurologist read? I will read it. I will mm-hmm. teach myself. So I am, um, it, it sort of, that was my mindset, but then mm-hmm. it sort of led me down to functional medicine. And I started okay. following doctors. I started reading books. I started taking classes. Um, I took a class with you, which is very helpful. <laughs> so thank you. I, I just started, um, finding my way and what, and what I found, I started doing pages, different pages. I, mm-hmm. I, when I found what my causes were, um, obviously the emotional trauma that was passed mm-hmm. down. Um, I had six heavy metals, including mercury. So mm-hmm. all the, all the things that were tied to multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. um, when you go to PubMed or you go to these other, I had them all. I had yeah. them all. So I had EB, EBV, I had six heavy metals, I had four molds, I had parasites and worms, which were disgusting. Um, I had six gene mutations and uh, celiac, which didn't know about. And, uh, and, and actually my pain, this is how quickly your body wants to heal. I read um, Dr. Peter Osborne's book, No Grain, No Pain. I removed all grain from my diet in three days. Pain that I had had that was excruciatingly painful for over 10 years was gone and didn't come back. In three days. In three days. It is amazing what our diet, and we look at the typical American diet today, heavily processed foods, 
we have, you know, I remember reading something where we are the most overweight, starving society on the planet. Yes, because we're damaging our, um, our intestinal lining, mm-hmm. our, and, oh, I had Lyme from the tick, you know, right. I had all those things. And so with Lyme, you have to break the biofilm. Well, to break that biofilm, your gut lining is exactly like that biofilm. So when you're breaking, trying to kill Lyme, you're also breaking down your biofilm, uh, your your gut lining. Right. And um, I, you know, I have to go with Hippocrates way back when with um, all disease starts in the gut because. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening. Um, the tight junctions and the small intestines are opening these proteins. If you if you yeah. look at all of these different researchers, all of these different books, um, the one on milk, uh, the devil's in the milk. There's mm-hmm. that one. Yep. Stephen Gundry with the lectins. Um, even Dr. Wells is researching the lectins. These are all proteins. Mm-hmm. So these proteins are um we are becoming hypersensitive to and it is because they're getting through those tight junctions and we are forming antibodies to these proteins so then when we go to eat them we are now hypersensitive Mm -hmm. to these foods and um and then there's dr tom o'brien that talks about molecular mimicry and how the protein in milk is very similar to the protein in the myelin sheath so you, that protein gets through the, these, these are, and that's the, the whole, um, idea that these don't get through the blood brain barrier or <laughs> it does, it goes through the white blood cells. It, 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 it mm-hmm. they get into our cells. That is how they're getting through. And so they get through and then your body attacks it. And then it's also attacking your myelin sheet because they're very similar. So it confuses the body. And that's, that's one theory. There's a million. Um, but ultimately you have to believe you're, you, you want to get better. You have to believe Mm. that you can get better. I I mean, I know my friend, Kevin, he um, read a book. Um, oh gosh, the secret, I think is that, yeah, the secret. Mm -hmm. And he just believed he could get better. He started thinking positively. Mm-hmm. He, that's what he did. He, he, and then he was issued on a bodybuilding magazine for healing his MS. Yeah. So you're talking Kevin uh, Smith. Yes, yes. I love him. Yes. I, and what an amazing story. I mean, the mm-hmm. power of belief, that's it. That's it. He believed. But you know, and it's that belief that puts you into that state of what I call knowing, like, you know what you need to do. You start researching. Yeah. It's not like you sat on your butt and you're like, yeah. I believe I'm going to heal. And you have these positive thoughts, which is great. This is what that's, that's a state of it. But you started to take action. You started yeah. to look at inspired thought. You started to go, oh, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to study this. Like you had said at the beginning, all the neurologists, everything that they study, I'm going to study that. Yep. And, and honestly, <laughs> I've never picked one book. I, every book has come to me. So mm-hmm. my friend started it with that plant paradox book. And then there was a reference 
or a reference in the pages or somebody, I, I would always read the comments on these pages more than I would read what article they had posted. Right. And I would, I would just gather information. I'm a researcher. So that's mm -hmm. what I did. I researched and then I would be given another book or another class and they would just mm -hmm. come to me. They would just come to me and I would read them or I'd listen to them um, in my car because I drive a lot. So audible, why not learn? <laughs> right. But you just, in, you engulfed yourself with information, everything that you yeah. could out there. And then you started to apply it because, you know, yeah. turning yourself into your own science experiment. And then you started to listen to your body. You're like, oh, I feel better. Three days after just cutting all grain out of your diet, what better indicator do you need other than that? A 10 year sickness where you're always just not, not feeling right. Then after three days, you're like, holy cow. Are you ever, do you ever hit a state of amazement or like disbelief or like something you're like, oh my God. Um, when uh, actually, yes, because even though I knew healing was possible, I still had these doubts with, with, you know, celiac disease. How do I reverse that? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, my functional doctor, Dr. Jeremy Lamb, mm -hmm. he is phenomenal. And I hired him because he, one, he, I think he's there for the right reason. He's not charging $15,000 for you to go see him, you know, right. um, like some of these other ones. And he, um, he believed I could heal, you know? Mm -hmm. So I needed somebody that could, that believed what I believed. So yes. he told me, I asked him, can I, can I reverse celiac? He's, he told me yes. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> he is my yes man. So <laughs> I, uh, I, you have to eat the grain and you do low dose immunotherapy. Mm-hmm which um, lowers your antibody response to uh, allergens, basically. So that's, they're not technically allergens. You have the IgG, the IgE response. There's the IgA, Ig IgM. There's all these other responses um, right. that, that are, are really ignored and they shouldn't be because those are your hypersensitivities and those are the underlining allergens, not the one that's going to put you in the hospital with the EpiPen, but right. these other ones, they're just irritants and they're poking at you and poking at you and poking mm -hmm. at you until you get a numb face or until mm -hmm. you, um, you know, have whatever it's going to affect. And, um, I did this low dose immunotherapy. And in five weeks, I had no symptoms of eating wheat. And we're talking, my mouth would burn. My esophagus would burn. My intestines would cramp up. I get, I got like this, the worst, worst migraine I've ever had. Um, because I hadn't been eating grain for a long time. So right. then to, then to go straight to American wheat, which mm -hmm. all American wheat has been genetically modified with the great depression. So we have this gluten that naturally is supposed to be a certain size is double, triple what it's supposed to be. And our bodies right. aren't made for that. So Correct. you're eating a bagel, really, you're eating three bagels. Mm -hmm. 
and you're triggering your immune system because the body is fighting a grain that or a molecule that it does not recognize. So it yep. attacks it. So then when you look at a hyperactive immune system, why autoimmune conditions are on an epidemic rise is we're basically overstimulating our immune system. You had said it, your esophagus burned, your mouth yep. was like you had all of these external feelings towards it. So your body was talking to you. It's like, whatever you're doing, Holly, stop it. Oh, I was, I was doubled over in pain. The second, um, dose that we did, uh, when we did the immunotherapy, Mm -hmm. Uh, my husband's like, is this safe? And I was like, yes, it is. It's just, I have to go through this. I have, Mm -hmm. I, I know I can get better. I just, I just have to push through this part. And, um, yeah, your body will tell you Mm -hmm. and it, and that's the thing it was telling me the whole time it was Mm -hmm. telling me I was ignoring it. I wasn't tapped in to my, to myself. I didn't Mm -hmm. know myself. And when you don't know yourself, when you're not present, Mm -hmm. you aren't going to pay attention to the signs that are all around you, you're not going to hear your body speak to you and tell you, Hey, we didn't like that. Um, and, and that's, that's a huge problem I'm seeing is, is we're just so disconnected. We, we talk about nature as if it's outside of us. Mm. We are nature. We are, we're an ecosystem. In fact, Mm. learning about my disease has made me appreciate life, my husband, my relationships at just a, a completely different level because I don't view my husband as a person or, um, you know, the man of the house anymore. I view him as sharing an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We're sharing our microbiome. We're sharing our gut bugs. We're, mm-hmm. we're sharing, um, as weird as that might sound, <laughs> we're sharing this, this life together. And, and we have coexisted and, um, and your, your microbiome, you have it on your skin, you have it. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. so many places that it exists and we're not taking care of it. We're Mm -hmm. acting like we are just, we're just us, you know, and, and there's nothing else here, but but there, there's a whole system here that you have to take care of and appreciate in order for it to work for you. You said something that I think it's the first time I've ever heard anybody say this ever is that your relationship with your husband, and I would imagine your children are in that too, but everything external from you is part of your ecosystem. Yeah. That you guys are sharing in this common thought, your gut microbiome, your all of these pieces, because at some level, yes, you guys are close and you're connected and you're with your kids and you're eating similar things and you're doing this, that we're all connected as individuals. You are me, I am you, that it, once we're in there, but I love, and I think it's absolutely beautiful that you started to view your life who you were and the people around you, not just your own body being present in that moment and listening to yourself, but you started to incorporate the other individuals that are around you in your ecosystem. Yeah. 
and how they promote because if their anger if they're not you know if they don't believe you if they're like this is this is stupid holly what what are you thinking this is why didn't you just but that's part of your ecosystem is how do you help that ecosystem to create and i you know you had said something is the yes person in your life even though they may be a doctor but that doctor was part of your ecosystem dr tran was and then yeah. you and you kept putting these things inside of your life like you would if you're planting a garden. Yeah. You're putting vegetables that are, you know, cohabitating together. But you're looking at, but you made a really good point to yourself too, is that yes, externally, I think we need to be conscious of who we bring into our ecosystem externally, but also paying attention to our own ecosystem inside because the microbiota, our gut bacteria, the good bacteria that feeds our brain outnumbers our cells a hundred to one. So essentially, yeah. philosophically, we're just bacteria. Yeah. Well, in the in a little fun fact on the micro, um, uh, the oh my gosh, mitochondria. Mm-hmm. It was, it was never part of us. It was a bacteria and it became part of our cell. Mm-hmm. So we became one, we became one with this bacteria. And that's, that's another thing I learned is, um, we, we like to say there's a good, there's a bad, there's, you know, like parasites that was disgusting by the way, but <laughs> imagine <laughs> there's a purpose for it there. When I started changing my thinking and viewing it in a different way. There is a reason it's there. There's a reason I had, I had SIBO too. There's a reason I had bacterial overgrowth. It's there for a reason. So it's not that it's bad. It's there to protect your life. The, the, um, the bad bacteria the parasites. They're there and they came to you because there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So they're there because now you've made a, a place for them. It's about balance. Mm-hmm. It's about balancing all of these um, microbes and that, you know, obviously we don't want the heavy metals in us, but it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. It really is. And yeah. um, the, the, uh, I don't, I don't ever say that they're bad anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're there for like if you have um candida it's there mm-hmm. because there's a purpose there's a purpose right. and like a cancer cell it's actually saving your life Correct. it's actually there to save your life it's you would have been dead if it didn't if the, if your body didn't make that cancer cell yes. so it's it's a preventative thyroid disease all these diseases it's there to save your life because something went wrong and yep. the body can't repair it fast enough. So it, something has to give. So it's, it's so, it's really quite beautiful when you see it the way I've been able to see it now. Um, how we work. Uh, I, I don't, I don't view, um, disease in the same way. It's not scary to me. I don't, I don't fear it. It has a purpose. So do you think MS is a gift? I do. Um, I, I really do. I know, um, it's not a popular thing to say, 
mm-hmm. to people yeah. that are, are um, not feeling well, but it changed my life. Like I said before, um, I had lost my purpose. I didn't, I didn't know what I had contributed to the world. Mm-hmm. And now I, I started with a Facebook page, quick five with hall. Mm-hmm. where I just shared my story. I shared what I learned so that other people could know that healing was possible, that yeah. you can walk again, your mm-hmm. face can wake up. Um, you can heal your gut. Mm-hmm. You can reverse celiac disease. Uh, I, I used to have horrible skin. I reversed, I had psoriatic um, arthritis too. I mm-hmm. found out through a microbiome test I took. So I had four autoimmune diseases and I reversed them all. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's don't give absolutely up. <laughs> incredible what you have done for yourself. But I would, I I'm always just amazed and honored to just even speak with you, Holly, is this fact that you didn't just stop there. Yes, you looked at it from the, okay, what's happening inside my body, from the bacteria side, from the mitochondria to everything. And you looked at it from that, you know, from the machine aspect of the body. What, how is this working here? But you also went in to address the emotional trauma that you had gone through, that you really started to go deeper inside of yourself, way past the cellular level to something that is bigger than all of us. Yeah. The, um, I had done 15 years of therapy, um, from my trauma and I had done four, about four years of EMDR, um, mm-hmm. good EMDR. I'd say, cause I did a couple that wasn't so good. <laughs> and, um, and, and I needed that because I learned. So I go to therapy. I'm educating myself. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm taking my therapist's degree and I'm asking questions. And I'm learning off of her. And, right. and that's what, that's what I did for 15 years, but it wasn't, it wasn't obviously enough. And that's sort of what devastated me is um, in the moment was mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. And I was confused. I didn't understand why it wasn't enough until I had to dig deeper. And when I did, when I really got to know myself, when I really got to understand my behaviors, when I really, um, I, I saw Tracy for emotional healing, ancestral healing. Um, I had to be open. You have to be open to these um, different treatments to the different way of, of life that maybe you're closed off to and, and like, Oh, how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took a Tai Chi class and did a, um, it's called arrow root training mm-hmm. and it was so powerful. Just one class. I realized because my abuse started at such a young age with my father, I had never been connected to my own body ever. And in that moment, that one class, I realized I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to feel my own body. I had to take ownership of my own body. It wasn't his, it was mine. And, and it was such a powerful moment and it really helped me 
understand what I needed to do. I, I started doing yoga, deep breathing, um, earthing, just putting mm-hmm. my feet out on the ground in nature, connecting with, with the animals, with the bugs yeah. outside, understanding they have a purpose. Yeah. Um, they, and when you understand their purpose, we're less likely to try to destroy it. So when you see a bee that is just there trying to get pollen, you know, it's mm-hmm. just swatting at it. Or, you know, if you appreciate its life, that life will appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and it, it, that is sort of what I've done emotionally because, um, and yeah, I followed Byron Katie. I love her. I did the turnarounds. I, mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of work. I did the class with you, which was very helpful. Um, I did a, a class with Tracy Hill as well, mm-hmm. um, where she taught me instead of affirmation, affirmations, because mm-hmm. our ego gets in the way. So instead of saying something positive where your ego might want to knock it down, you, you put it in an if statement. And I, I loved that. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I'm not letting my ego get in my way. Yeah. <laughs> Are and you- I, I, I worked on my vagus nerve. I, I did a lot and a lot right. of research on the vagus nerve and, and the lymphatic. And then a lot, what's actually, if you Google it, it doesn't even try to pop up the glymphatic system, which is in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's the dumping system. So it's your, it's your body's disposal mm-hmm. and we don't move it. So there's um, deep breathing to move your diaphragm because your diaphragm is your main pump really that's pushing all of this so it's it's um i i learned how to release these feelings that i had and really when it came down to it it was guilt and shame i was Mm. and oh gosh how could i forget the one that i one of the ones that i go to the most is the uh ho'oponopono i don't even know yeah ho'oponono yeah yes i I do that for everything. I teach it to my kids Mm -hmm. and I always tell them it's not for them. It's for you. Yes. And it's for you. And you have to release, you have to forgive and let go. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I also, uh, I tell them every day I did another class that was on more on intuition and, Mm -hmm. She just said, you have to ask for what you want. So mm-hmm. every day in the car on the way to school, my girls and I, we, we have this little saying that we do. And I, I say, um, God and archangels, please help me to my highest power. And they, they repeat it after me. Uh, I am open to your blessings and guidance. Please give me loud, clear signs. Thank you. And it's just short, sweet, beautiful, and we are open to the gifts. If we're not open to the gifts, we can't receive them. Yeah, nothing can enter a closed fist. No. So I, and when I do yoga, I put my hands on the earth. I feel the vibrations of that earth. And I ask, heal the world, heal my body. I just, I ask for the things that I want um, in, in a very mindful way it's unbelievably beautiful how you didn't just stop at one state of your journey. 
you kept going farther and farther and farther. So you are being it every day. Yeah. So how would you, so today, Holly, how would you, how are your symptoms? How are just anything? Or is it completely like you're gone? They're gone. I, um, so I did have some of those reoccurring symptoms when I, when I was reversing the celiac Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, I noted practically all of them were linked to that. Mm Um, so that came back in a pretty dramatic way for a couple of days, but I wasn't fearful because I trusted the process. I mm-hmm. trusted my doctor. I trusted my body and, um, and I reversed it and they're gone. And right now I'm doing, um, there's a book super juice me. It's a 28 day juice challenge. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm really at the end of my road. I've treated I got the heavy metals out. Mm-hmm. I got the molds out. I'm supporting um, Dr. Ben Lynch with okay. uh, He wrote the book, Dirty Genes. Mm-hmm. He's a geneticist. He taught me how to clean my genes, my gene mutations. And, um, and I just finished my treatment with the SIBO with uh, Dr. Lamb. And, uh, really I just, there's a book unlike locking Lyme. So you just, you just manage and, and rotate supplements really as, is what you do for that. And, um, but really these things don't want to be in your body when you clean right. it up. So I cleaned up everything. I followed Dr. Um, what, uh, what's his name? Oh, Eric, um, Zinlinski mm-hmm. for, uh, essential oil apothecary. I got his books. I make all of my own cleaning supplies for the most part. I make my um, face creams. I, I, I changed my whole entire life. I changed my whole entire life um, and my kids because I knew they were next. I mean, really, that's what my driver was. I didn't want them to be next. I didn't want them to get this. And, and then there were all these people that said, thank you. You helped me. You changed my life on my page. And so then that drove me because I thought, huh, I can really change people's lives by telling my story, by helping them. So, um, yeah, I, I feel amazing. And this, this juice challenge, I'm just, I think this is my fifth day. It, Mm -hmm. it is incredible. It's incredible. I've, I've never felt this good. So my, my skin feels vibrant and clean. Um, I, my mind is even more clear than it was before. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a process. And I, you know, you, you never, uh, I never limit myself. I don't know it all. I, I don't pretend to know it all. And, and with science, it changes all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, I just know it feels right. I know it feels right to my body. I'm in tune with my body and I follow my intuition and it has left me symptom free and I'm really the healthiest I've ever been. And this juice challenge was to reverse my insulin resistance, which is really the last thing on the list Mm. because I wanted to do it nutritionally. I didn't, I knew I could go push my body and I didn't want to do that. I wanted something I could give somebody else where they didn't have to go break their back. Yeah. And now I have it super juice me.
unbelievable holly so what now so you you are just like i said earlier you're a beacon of light like you give so much hope and i love the inspiration that you're driving just in this podcast alone what now you know i so i'm taking um my um let's see and nlp course so i'm gonna be neurolinguistic programming yep i'm doing that and then um i i'm planning on probably becoming a health coach i think that's that's my route i started a podcast the healing hall i'm i'm gonna be writing a book of my autobiography so that will be more detailed so that way Mm -hmm. people can see you know and that was another thing i you know, I didn't want to leave the earth. I suffered. I suffered mm-hmm. greatly. My family suffered greatly mm-hmm. with, with the trauma we went through. I didn't want to die with that and have it mean nothing. Um, when you survive something like, like what I have had mm-hmm. to survive, you want it to mean something. Yeah. You want it, you want it to, to have some sort of worth at the end. And so, um, hopefully my story would inspire others to, um, not give up because, um, 15 years of therapy is a long time to not feel better. And (laughs) yes, that is true. It's a long time. And Mm -hmm. and you give up, like Mm -hmm. there's a a point where I just thought, gosh, I guess I just have to live with this trauma. I guess I don't, I guess I I won't have peace. Like he stole that from me, Mm. but, um, but it's not true. It's not true. You can find your peace. And, and I, I don't know that that one moment when I woke up and I had peace finally, mm-hmm. but I'm not haunted anymore. I am not haunted anymore by him. I, I found, um, peace and, and forgiveness and compassion when I was able to have that compassion for others and know that they're broken themselves mm-hmm. and that they're projecting their brokenness onto you. Mm-hmm. It's not mine to carry. It's not right. mine to carry. And, and I, I gave it back to them really just mm-hmm. in, um, a, uh, you know, just so on paper on, yeah. In, in my mind, I, I, I gave it back to them and, mm-hmm. and prayed for them that they could find peace too. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are changing your entire family dynamic from yeah. like the next generation, your children's kids, their kids, like everything forward. You are the start to changing an old pattern an old way of being you had to do the work. This is the work. This is the work that you did on yourself and how beautiful it is. And I just want to congratulate you for all that you have done and the journey that you're on and the gift that you see with multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis does not have to take us down. No. You can rise above it. It's just an awakening. It is. And I think we get so so hung up on the terms so Mm -hmm. western medicine has termed multiple sclerosis well Mm -hmm. what is it it's multiple lesions 
So you look up a lesion, a lesion is a malignant tumor. So mm -hmm. you look up, you know, and, and you can keep going down this road, mm -hmm. but it's just identifying what has broken in your body that you've ha you have organ damage. Basically your body is become toxic. Mm -hmm. So you have to clean it up. Right. And there's always, I, you know, I, I don't know how really to relate this to people that, that wouldn't understand, but even if you haven't been through the type of trauma I have, there's always an emotional component. There is mm -hmm. always a belief or, um, a shame or a guilt that is, that is tied to these. And mm -hmm. you have to work through it. You have to put the work in yourself and look at those parts that might not be so pretty about yourself right. and, and appreciate them and, and, and nurture that inner child that we all have, because it is the best part of me. It is the mm -hmm. best part of me. It is my light. It's my joy. It's my adventure. That's that, that little girl that mm -hmm. um, just wanted to be recognized, acknowledged. And that you sat with her and you honored her and you loved her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Holly, I am like, I have chills run through my body. Like it's just such a, it's so amazing to have you on the podcast, to sit with you and to just have this beautiful conversation of your journey of healing. So I have a question for you, Holly. Sure. What do you know to be true yet no one else believes you? Um really that you can heal. Mm. I mean, I don't think people really believe me that you can heal. They put limitations on that word. Mm. And, um, and here's what I have to say to them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to define it. It isn't something you can put a word to you mm -hmm. feel it in your body. You feel it outside of your body. You uh, start attracting things that are healthy because you're healthy. So it's, it's not, don't put a label on it. Just like MS. Do we, do we have to say I have multiple sclerosis? I don't say I have multiple sclerosis. No. I say I've healed mm -hmm. from multiple sclerosis. I've healed from celiac disease. I've mm -hmm. healed because these autoimmune diseases, it's a predisposition. You're, you're turning a gene expression on. Mm -hmm. So you turn that on. It, it isn't you. It is mm -hmm. not you. It's right. um, so just knowing that you can heal, that you can heal and that it doesn't need to be defined with a term. That is so awesome. Like, I mean, I, even your terms that you said, you know, and this is where I'll challenge my clients. They'll come in saying, I have X. Now, do you have X or were you just diagnosed with it? Yeah. Then as you walk through this journey, they end up where you're at, which is I am, I've healed it. I am healed. Yeah. They believe it. They it's so ingrained in their core that anything that would go against their healing or making them not feel as powerful as you feel right now and as incredible as you feel right now, they just don't do. It seems yeah. crazy to them. Yeah. 
and that's the beautiful side. We're like, why would I eat that? Why would I have McDonald's or processed foods or have yeah. anything that is just not totally supportive of my body? Because this is the ecosystem I get to love and experience every day. And that little girl inside is just dancing with joy every time you eat a nutrient-dense carrot or vegetables, or you do something like a juice cleanse, like what you're talking about in this juice cleanse that you're doing, you know, this little girl inside you is just celebrating with you. Yes. You know, and once you get to where I'm at, I was addicted to those foods. I was very addicted to those foods. You don't want it anymore. It's, it repulses you. It's not even, it's not worth it. It's like, it's like, if you went into a dark alley, you wouldn't go towards the guy with a knife, you know? <laughs> I'm not very, very well said. Ollie. Yes. <laughs> like, it seems crazy. Like, why would I put myself, I, I don't like to feel that way. So why no. would I keep doing, putting that poison inside my body to make me feel terrible? Yeah. There's a consequence. I mean, it really is. You're feeding the good or you're feeding the bad and Mm -hmm. what you have a choice. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I tell myself now, um, what am I? I am light. Mm -hmm. I am love. I am energy. I am peace. That was such a beautiful ending to this beautiful podcast. And yes, you are. Yes, you are that. And I can see it like, you know, we're on video right now. Everybody that's what listening to this, you guys just get the joy of listening to it. But when you see Holly, she is a beacon of light and you can see the love and joy that sits all within her. And it's been such an honor to interview you today, Holly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor just to just to be here. I absolutely adore you. <laughs> you thank you. You're sweet. But yes, um, I can't wait to listen to your podcast, The Healing Hall. Definitely everybody, you know, anybody that's listening to this, definitely tune into Holly. She's going to be doing so many incredible things. And also the quick five with with Ho, you can basically... with Hall, uh, the quick five with Hall. It's on Facebook. Definitely, um, you know, get to it. Yes, I had to correct myself there for a minute. So it's not the other, it's Hall. And so uh, quick five with Hall. So definitely go to Facebook, follow her on Facebook. She is a plethora of beautiful, incredible information. And I, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Matt.